Welcome back to The Daily Poem here on the Close Reads Podcast Network. I'm David Kern. Today's poem is by Robert Herrick, a 17th century English poet and, uh, and a minister. He lived from 1591 to 1694. He's best known for his book Hesperides, Hesperides, which is a book of poems, which includes a very famous poem called To the Virgins, To Make Much of Time. And it's got that first line that you've probably heard before, gather ye rosebuds while ye may. But the poem that I'm going to read today is called Delight in Disorder. This is how it goes. A sweet disorder in the dress kindles in clothes a wantonness. A lawn about the shoulders thrown into a fine distraction. An airing lace, which here and there enthralls the crimson stomacher. A cuff neglectful, and thereby ribbons to flow confusedly. A winning wave, deserving note, in the tempestuous petticoat. A careless shoestring, in whose tie I see a wild civility. Do more bewitch me than when art is too precise in every part. So this poem has a, a couple of visual things that stand out. You know, the first time you ever read it, you'll notice them. Every two lines, every couplet ends with a colon. So you've got one, two, three, four, five, six colons, all leading to the final couplet, which says, do more bewitch me than when art is too precise in every part. So we have these six rhyming couplets, which then leads into that final couplet which is sort of our resolution. It's the, the theme of the whole poem, kind of stated pretty neatly. It's as if those each of those couplets before are numbers that are going to add up to something, like almost like a mathematical equation or something like that. But there's also some really nice just lines in here, some nice line work. Um, in her book, uh, The Rules for the Dance, Mary Oliver, herself a famous poet, writes something that I, that I like the way she puts it. So if you read it in the second line, I'll read these first two lines again to make sense of what she's saying here. But he says, a sweet disorder in the dress kindles in clothes a wantonness. And she writes this, between kindles and clothes, there occurs with this twinning of light stresses, a levitation, a leaping, an instant of nimble high spiritedness as the syllables arc between the two heavier strokes. It feels very different from the smooth riverbed of the regular iambic pentameter. This is a dancing part of the forward motion, the briefest yet most pleasant upward pitch of spirits led by the pattern. I love how she, I love how she puts that. There's a, a levitation, a light stress, a leaping. Because one of the things when you read particularly well-crafted poetry that understands how meter works, that understands uh, how language sounds that, that has a, a, a true musicality to it. I don't mean the sing-songiness, but just a true sort of music at its core is that the, it's an understanding that the way poem is expressed, the way words and lines are expressed is, uh, is going to be manifested. It's going to come off our tongues in a specific way. And so the poet here harnesses that, you know, there's a dance about it, right? Like we're dancing with the words or the words of the music that are, you know, lips and our tongue are dancing with, I don't know exactly how to put it, but there's a, it's not just a playfulness or a cleverness. There's a sense in which that playfulness is, a, is consistent with the themes of the poem, right? So that playfulness is in keeping, there's an objective correlative, as T.S. Eliot would say, between the theme of, um, 
wild civility bewitching the poet more than you know things that are too precise. So there's just the right amount of precision in the playfulness of the language without it being something that is, um, that is stilted or too formal. You can see it a little bit in the way he plays with rhymes, right? So these are rhyming couplets. But then there's a few times where it doesn't truly rhyme. There's a bit of a wildness to it. So you get kind of used to it. You think, okay, dress rhymes with wantonness. That makes sense. Thrown with distraction. Mm, a little bit less. There, stomacher, nah. thereby, confusedly. No, I mean, they both end in wise, but not really. And then you get node and petticoat, tie and civility, art and part. So they, sometimes it does, but there's this sort of imprecision to the rhyming that even though they're essentially rhyming couplets, there's a playfulness there, which is in keeping with the themes. So uh, that, I think that's what makes this poem um, a good one to have, you know, in your back pocket when you're thinking about poetry, when you're teaching poetry, when you're thinking about form. Plus, it's just, a, it's just a delightful poem to keep around. So once more, here is Robert Herrick's Delight in Disorder. A sweet disorder in the dress kindles in clothes, a wantonness. A lawn about the shoulders thrown into a fine distraction, an airing lace which here and there enthralls the crimson stomacher. A cuff neglectful, and thereby ribbons to flow confusedly, a winning wave deserving note in the tempestuous petticoat, a careless shoestring in whose tie I see a wild civility, do more bewitch me than when art is too precise in every part. This has been The Daily Poem. Thanks so much for listening. I'll be back tomorrow with another poem for you.